0: Welcome to the Scary Creepy Stories Podcast, where I tell scary stories that will give you chills. My name is Phil, and these are Scary Stories. I like to hike in the winter. I know that it seems really weird to some people, but it's actually not weird at all to me. There are definitely advantages to hiking in the winter. Mostly, I hate sweating and almost never sweat when I'm hiking in the winter. I mean, there are disadvantages as well. There's a lot of wildlife that you can't see because they are hibernating. Plus, all of the non pine trees are completely bare. I've been hiking in the winter for a very long time. I still do it now. Despite a really scary experience I once had when I was a teenager. I just don't hike in the area that the experience happened anymore. My parents got divorced when I was pretty young. It was really congenial divorce and I went to live with my mom in the city. However, a few times a year, I would go and stay with my dad. The year that this happened, I was on the winter break from school. My parents decided it was okay that I spend the entire winter break with my dad. I was ecstatic really. I mean my dad of course did not get the entire winter off. We spent some time together during the holidays, but of course he had to go back to work and then I had to find ways to entertain myself. During the first week of January I decided to do some exploring. It was rather cold outside, but we really hadn't had much snow to speak of. I got bundled up as best as I could and left my dad a note, in case he got back before I did. I then set out to go see some winter nature. I was having the time of my life for a few hours. I always like seeing creeks when they get frozen. At one point, I actually came across a frozen waterfall. If you have never seen something like that before, I hope you'll get a chance to. It was one of the neatest, most beautiful things I have ever seen in my life. I was surprised when the snow started to fall though. At first, I wasn't worried much and figured it would just be a few flurries. However, it didn't take long before the snow started falling really hard. I was surprised because there wasn't very many times that there was snow at all in this area. And it began sticking and that worried me. I mean, I had hiking boots, but still. The snow began piling up very, very fast. In a very short time, it would be very difficult to walk in and I was a long way from home. As I trudged through the snow, I once again began getting concerned. It just felt harder and harder and my visibility became impaired. There is no way to orient myself because everything began to look like nothing but a bunch of white flurries. I was really beginning to get worried so I began looking for some shelter that I could use to wait out the storm. I was expecting maybe a cave or something. I felt very relieved, however, when I came across an old building, it wasn't huge, like a barn or something. I guess it was just an old house. Although I think it was really weird to get to see such a place out in the middle of nowhere. I tried to open the door and it was pretty solid shut. I grabbed the handle put my foot on the building and tried to pull the door open. Finally, I was able to open it. I went inside the small home and closed the door. I was positive that the snowstorm would end. The inside of the building was really, really run down. I imagined that no one had been there for a long time. I thought I'd take the time to go and explore. I walked into the bedroom and stopped in shock. Laying on the bed was a human being, or what looked like a human being. It was skinny. Its skin was all sallow. It moved a bit when it saw me, and its back was hunched over. In the nastiest, weirdest voice, it told me to get out of its house. Fumbling out of bed, the creature made its way to its dresser where there was a gun rack over it. I wanted to apologize for trespassing, but I didn't want to get shot, so I quickly ran out the room, knowing the decrepit person could follow me. I ran back out in the blizzard. I was still wiped out for most part, but I didn't care. I wanted to get as far away from that strange little house as possible. It took me a very long time, but I did eventually make it home. I was cold and soaked from the snow, and it took me hours to feel comfortable again. I told my dad about what I saw and he dismissed it. He said there were some people who lived out in the hills and maybe the person was just malnourished. He told me I should avoid going into buildings when I'm out hiking and I definitely will. Heaven had one of these happen in a very long time, I'm not sure if it's because climate change but when i was younger it seems like we used to get much more severe snowstorms than we get nowadays hell when i was a kid i remember it being common in winter for the snow to get so deep that it would sink down to my chest but that doesn't seem to happen much nowadays the year this happened we had one of the worst snowstorms that i can ever remember I lived in a third floor apartment building when I was 19 years old. I had a job working in a video store, so imagine how long ago this had to have happened. I went to bed around 11 p.m. because I had to leave for work at 8 a.m. However, I was woken up around 6 a.m. by a phone call. It was my boss telling me that the store was going to be closed. When I asked him why, He told me to look out the window. When I did, I saw that it had snowed pretty heavily overnight. In fact, looking down at the parking lot, I couldn't even see my car. It was completely covered up. My boss told me that it was pretty likely that we might be closed for a couple of days. It was still snowing when he called me, so who knew when it was going to stop. The first day was pretty nice, I just spent some time on AOL which also should tell you how long ago this happened. Talking in chat rooms, but the second day, I began to get a little bit of cabin fever. The plows have been through a few times, but that really didn't help me much. My car just got covered in more snow. The apartment building had done some shoveling and some salting, but they didn't do anything to get the cars uncovered. Fortunately, continued snowing must have convinced my boss to not open the next few days, so at least I didn't have to make excuses to not come into work. On the third evening, I was really starting to go a little stir-crazy. I needed something to get my mind off the fact that it had been three days since I had not been out of my house. I couldn't really go anywhere, as most of the town was still closed. However, when I looked online, I noticed something that really surprised me. The Chinese restaurant that I really like was open, and they were delivering. So I decided to get some food. I ordered the food and then tried to find something to watch for when it arrived. When the delivery guy showed up, I gave him money and a tip, but he questioned the amount of tip. I found that weird because he wasn't complaining, but he insisted that I gave him too much. I tried explaining the tip to him, but it seems like he was deliberately not understanding in order to keep talking to me. It took a while, but I was finally able to pull away from the guy. I closed the door and went to eat my food. A very short while later, I heard a knock on the door. Looking out the keyhole, I saw it was the delivery guy again. When I asked if I could help him. He then asked me if he could come in and use my phone. Apparently, he needed to call his job because of his car getting trapped in the snow. This seemed very unlikely to me as it wasn't snowing and he had only been there for a few moments. I offered to let him use my cell phone, but I told him I wasn't too keen on letting people I didn't know into my apartment. He insisted, telling me it would only be a moment. He didn't like cell phones and told me he thought they caused brain cancer. I told him that it was the only option I was giving him. If he wanted, he could knock on someone else's door and see if they would let him in. I could tell he was irritated. He shuffled his feet for a while before walking down the hallway and out of my sight, and I thought it was the end of it. About five minutes later, however, I heard a blood-curdling scream coming from down the hallway. A few moments later, I heard someone pounding on my door. Shocked and scared, I just grabbed my phone and called 911. I yelled at the man that I was calling the police. He pounded on the door a few more times, but then it was quiet. When the police came, I finally opened my door and noticed blood on it. Apparently, What happened was he tried to get a neighbor of mine to come over and knock on my door to get it open. She refused and he attacked her. Fortunately, the woman fought back and injured him enough to get her door closed. That was when he came back and pounded on my door. He never went back to the restaurant. Apparently, he was a new employee and only had been there three weeks. The police had a record on him. He was on parole from a rape charge he was convicted on. Of course, the Chinese restaurant hadn't done a background check on him or anything as that wasn't completely common back then. He was picked up and went to jail. I find it really odd how often kids seem to get snow days from school nowadays. The entire time I was in school, I cannot remember getting a snow day even once. Hell, there were times when my mom put me in the snowsuit, and I had to walk to school with the snow all the way up to my waist. School just never got cancelled. High school was no different. We had really nasty blizzards. In fact, it was worse than anything I had ever seen before. I was certain that school was going to be closed. But I was wrong. Watching TV for school closing, there were some in other areas that were closed, but all of our school were open, so I got ready to go to school and trunge through the snow. Here was a strange part, although school was not closed, there really were not a lot of students who showed up to school. All of the teachers showed up though, so they were able to do class, however, since the classroom were really mostly empty, we didn't do any actual schoolwork. We watched TV in most classes or had reading time. It really made me wonder why they even bother keeping the schools open. It was snowing during school too. I honestly couldn't figure out why it was so difficult for them to cancel the classes and send everyone home. Well, after sitting through four classes, I had lunch. At that point, I had decided if 90% of the students didn't come to class that day, that I wasn't going to go to my next class. Lunch was a perfect time for me to slip away. I decided to hide out in one of the bathrooms until the next class started. Then, there wouldn't be anyone in the hallway, and I could just slip out of school and go home. I went into one of the stalls, and I waited until the bell rang. I was supposed to go to geometry after this so I figured it was the perfect class to skip out on. I decided to wait a few minutes after the bell rang to slip out. However, mere moments after the bell rang, I heard the bathroom door open up. I didn't want to get caught by teachers as that would just ruin my chance of getting out of school. So I pulled my feet up and pretended not to be there. It only took me a few moments to realize that it wasn't a teacher. It was two voices. One was obviously a student and the other one was older. Listening to them, I realized that a drug deal was going on in the bathroom. So I realized that I needed to be as quiet as possible because I definitely did not want to get caught. You know how when you have to be quiet for some reason, something has to happen that prevents you from being quiet. Well, of course at that worst moment, I felt a sneeze building in my nose. I did my best to hold it and actually succeeded, however, even that caused me to make noise and one of my feet slipped off the toilet and landed loudly on the floor. It only took a couple of moments for the guys to get the stall door open and to pull me out of the stall. One of the guys pinned me up against a stall door, using his forearm on my neck. The other guy took a knife out of his pocket. They started asking me what I heard and I really knew better than to tell them nothing. I was scared to death, but I told them I heard them talking about the drug and stuff, but I really didn't care about it. I had no problems with drugs. I was only hanging out there because I wanted to skip class and go home. They seemed to believe me, but the guy still held me up against the stall. The other took the knife. He held it to my throat and said it would be a big mistake if I told a single person about it. He told me he wouldn't slit my throat though. He ran the knife down to my crotch and told me, I'll cut something more important. I promised up and down I wouldn't tell anyone, and I meant it. The guys let me go and then kicked my ass as I was leaving, I ran out of the school and went home. It was an awful run though, I got stoned my shoes and my pants but I didn't care. I kept my word too, I never told anyone about what I saw, I mean, I was way too scared. I didn't even know the younger guy, but I saw him in school all the time, and each time he gave me a glance that told me I had better to keep my mouth shut. School was terrifying for the rest of that year. I don't know if he graduated or dropped out, but he wasn't back the following year. A man was lying in bed one evening when he noticed there were lots of sirens in the street outside and there was a helicopter flying around overhead and the sounds of barking dogs and shouting people. He looked out his window and saw a great deal of police activity so he went online to discover what was going on. A serial killer escapes, said the headlines. As he reads further the man discovered a crazy killer had broken loose and that he was believed to be in the man's neighborhood. But he wasn't too worried as the night went on the noises went down and the man went to bed. Suddenly, the man was startled awake. He thought he had heard a sound. He listened carefully and was just about to go back to sleep when he heard it again. This time, he was sure someone was trying to get in his front door. The man looked down the hallway, terrified, not knowing what to do. The only way out of his room without going to the hallway was through the window. He couldn't climb out, or could he? His mind was made up as he saw the door wobble in its frame as someone threw their entire weight against it. Without another moment of hesitation, the man leaped out of his window and ran to his yard. He paused to look over his shoulder, just in time to see the light go on in his bedroom and a team of police officers piled in. The man was amazed and relieved at the same time until he felt a hand clamp tight over his mouth and the cold steel of the serial killer's knife against his throat.